0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is now that time. Time for the Image Show on 983 The Vibe. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Image Show on 983 The Vibe. We're back from Washington D.C. We've got a lot of exciting news, a lot of exciting guests coming on the show. We're going to kick it off uh, with the Evelyn K Davis Center and the career fair that's coming up this Wednesday on September 25th at the Evelyn K. Davis Center for Working Families. For those of you who don't know, the new address is 1117 7th Street, Des Moines, Iowa, Uh, just right behind Quick Trip on 7th Street, right off of University. Uh, It's just across the street from the old building. Ladies and gentlemen, with us this morning, we have Terrence Cheeks from the Evelyn K. Davis Center. We're going to start off with him. He is the job developer for the Evelyn K. Davis Center. And Terrence, it's a pleasure to have you back on the Image Show.
1: Thank you, Bobby. It's always a pleasure.
0: Now, first of all, Terrence, I just want to make sure that I got the address right. It is 1117 7th Street, correct?
1: 1171.
0: 1171. I'm glad that you corrected me on that. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, 1171 7th Street, and it's just behind Quick Trip. It's the old Anawam building. Uh, most of you Des Moines natives are familiar with it. So, Terrence, we're going to talk a little bit about this career fair, man. Tell us about it. We're excited. Uh, this will be the first career fair in how long?
1: Uh, we haven't had one since um, since May. Well, we haven't had a full-blown one out since May. We've had some, some smaller standalones where companies have come in and showcased just Individually, there uh, open opportunities, but uh, we have not had we haven't had one uh, of this magnitude since May, since May of this year.
0: Okay, and so uh, getting situated into the new building, uh, obviously things are now coming together, and uh, we're starting to get into the flow of things. Men on the move, uh, we're getting the closet and uh, working on the clothing giveaway coming up eventually. Now this career fair, so this coming Wednesday, just right around the corner. Tell us how many employers are going to be there.
1: Um, Right now we're looking at uh, the numbers sitting at 20. Uh, 20 employers are are scheduled to be uh, on deck here on, uh, on Wednesday.
0: Okay, and ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who have just tuned in, uh, this is Robert Pate, and I'm on the line with Terrence Cheeks. He's the job developer at the Evelyn K. Davis Center for Working Families. There is another job fair coming up. We call it a career fair, and it's going to be held at the Evelyn K. Davis Center, 1171 7th Street on Wednesday, September 25th. Now, Terrence, uh, what's going to make this... Job fair or career fair a little more unique and different than the rest of them
1: well um, as you as you know Bobby I usually try to switch up other uh, employers. I try not to have uh, the same employers um, when we have these career fairs and so I think the lineup that I've put together this time is going to uh, really wow a lot of the uh, the clients that come through our doors uh, we have a lot of a lot of big name employers that are looking to fill some really great positions within their organization.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. And tell us, how much work do you put in to actually get these employers to come out to these job fairs?
1: Um, It's it's quite a bit. Um, I mean, I I put in what I can here at work uh, seeing how I'm I'm still seeing people on a daily basis, and then I I also put a lot of time in at at home, so uh, contacting employers and, and making sure that they have openings on their schedule to to come and be a part of the the career fair is is the tough part but uh more and more employers now are are hearing about the success that we're having placing individuals that come to the career fair that they are you know ringing my phone just as much as i'm ringing theirs and or i have rung theirs in the past and and they're wanting to uh they're wanting to participate, you know, um, as much as I would, would like to have them here. So, it's uh, it's becoming a little bit easier, but it's still a it's still a pretty big task when uh, when you when you're trying to get you know this number of employers and at, at the magnitude of, of jobs that they have.
0: Sure, and let's talk about features and benefits. Okay, uh, what is the average paying rate for this career fair?
1: Well, they're, again, there are they're 20 different employers, so everyone has a different uh, pay scale. But if I was to, you know, to add them up and give you an average, we're probably looking at around that that $16, 16 to $17 minimum wage, um, all the way up to as much as, you know, $24, 25
0: um, range. Okay. And these employers are uh, felony friendly, correct?
1: Yes. They're, there's anyone that has a record should not be uh afraid to come in um you won't be turned down because of of what you've done in the past every employer every employer will take a look at you know your record and this on a case by case basis and so um uh, just because you have some some issues in the past does not mean that you're uh you'll be um would out from one of these one of these positions
0: that's very important. Des Moines, Iowa, if you're tuned in right now and you're looking for a job, you have a niece, nephew, uncle, cousin, sister who needs a job. This Wednesday, September 25th at the Evelyn K. Davis Center for Working Families, there will be a career fair. And this career fair will start at what time, Terrence?
1: Uh, It starts at 10 o'clock and it will go until 2 o'clock. So there's a uh, about four hours, uh, that they will be here, uh, on site.
0: 10 o'clock AM until two o'clock PM. And let's talk about some of the requirements, uh, to make you eligible to appear. It's very simple. Uh, all you need is a resume and, uh, you have to have the proper clothing attire, meaning business attire. Is that correct, Terrence?
1: That, that is correct, Robert. And, um, as you know, if, uh, if if for whatever reason if, if an applicant doesn't have a resume on hand or they have a resume that's you know kind of old and dated they are they are more than welcome to stop into to our location and uh myself or one of the other job developers will be more than happy to uh take a look at one that they already have revise it and redo it or you know build you one from scratch and then we also if you are uh, you know shorthanded on on a tire we we can help with that as well, so we we want to make sure that everyone that comes to the door for the for the career fair is is prepared with not just a resume but also with the tire as well.
0: That's great. And I think one of the things that uh, most of us need to realize is that the Evelyn K. Davis Center is not just limited to helping individuals find jobs. We also have the Financial Empowerment Center there, in which actually helps in a number of different ways in dealing with finance. And uh, once you get that job, I think that it's important uh, to get involved with the uh, Financial Empowerment Center so that you're able to uh, maintain your financial. Uh, accessibility would you say uh, that would be pretty much accurate terrence
1: that that that's a great point uh, uh robert that you pointed out yes everyone that comes through here you know again it's not you know we we want you to have a a a career a a steady job but we also want you to you know be able to be um Conscious about about how your your spending habits are and and w- and what your goals are as far as you know uh, you know retirement and, and purchasing a car or purchasing a house for your family. So we have we have individuals that will sit down with you and, and map out a plan for you to for you to meet those goals and uh, and those dreams that you have and and it's been quite successful. People come through our door every day and uh, want to sit down with with the reps that we have and and uh, and, and I see smiles you know, as they leave and, and so that is a, a uh and the, and the option and the, and the need that individuals should take advantage of that come through.
0: That's tremendous. And for those of you out there listening right now, you're tuned in to the image show on ninety eight three the vibe, and this is Robert Pate and I'm with Terrence Cheeks, the job developer at the Evelyn K. Davis Center. There's going to be a massive career fair going on this Wednesday, September 25th, starting at 10 o'clock a.m. It'll last until 2 o'clock p.m. The only requirements are that you have the proper dress attire, which is business, and that you also have a resume. And if you do not have either one of those two, we can assist you at the Evelyn K. Davis Center. Terrence, now I understand that your telephone number for those that want to reach out to you, that those that may need uh, resume building, uh, for those that may need clothing, uh, what is your, your, your phone number that you would like to use to have the listeners out here get a hold of you
1: um well to, if you want to uh make an appointment for the for the uh whether it be the resume or or for a tire um you can you can call the front desk which is six nine seven 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 zero zero
0: area code 515 of course
1: area code 515 that is correct and uh you can uh you can you can request me there's also you know others here so if if I'm not available there'll be there's others that can assist you as well but uh, that would be the main number that you would call to uh uh to inquire about you know a tire or to make a appointment to come in for a resume which we we do really uh we push that you uh not wait to the last minute to for a resume don't wait to the last to, to the day of um let's be uh, proactive instead of reactive cuz the day of is a busy busy place around here and you want to be able to come through the doors and get right into the career fair and not wait um for a resume to be built before you can go down and uh see the employers
0: that is correct and ladies and gentlemen for those of you who are listening and are wanting to get involved with this career fair I encourage you not to wait until the last minute or the day of or walk in and think that, uh, you know, you're going to be able to just get through without a resume. I know this. I noticed that in the past uh, we've had some some problems with people not coming prepared. So it's a very, very easy two step process. Have the resume, have the clothing attire and you're in to win
1: that That is correct, and you know Robert that one other thing there's a worksheet that we provide for you here that makes it pretty easy for those that uh that that do not have a resume built There's a it's a couple of pages you fill out some information about your your past employers, your education certificates that you may have, and then we take it from there and and create you you know a really nice resume that'd be really presentable to all the employers that will be here.
0: That's beautiful. It's tremendous, a felony-friendly career fair. I mean, you can't beat that. Where do you find those at these days?
1: At Evelyn K. Davis. That's where we. That's
0: where to be at. <laughs> okay. Hey, Terrence, man, it was a pleasure having you on the on the show this morning. For those of you who may not know, Terrence Cheeks is not only the job developer here in Des Moines, Iowa, at the Evelyn K. Davis Center, but he is also the brother of the former Hall of Famer. Maurice Cheeks, who played for the Philadelphia 76ers. And I always like to bring that up, Terrence, because I think that that's very, very interesting. Most people uh, don't catch that last name when they hear Terrence Cheeks. They don't identify it with the great Maurice Cheeks. And the reality is, is that that is your brother. Yeah, and you and you've let it know you're a big fan and I'm sure you appreciate it Robert <laughs> I do and I am I'm definitely a big fan of Maurice Cheeks he was one of my favorite players back in the day you know believe it or not uh, I liked him before I liked Dr. J I was always you know kind of one of those underdogs and so you know when I watched Philadelphia play the Lakers back in the day with Charles Barkley and all I liked uh I like Maurice Cheeks because he was that uh, GQ point guard. seemed like he just didn't make any mistakes on the court. But uh, that's another story. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Hey, Terrence, thanks a lot for coming on this morning, man. Always a pleasure, Robert. Thanks for having me. Coming up next, we're going to speak with Stephanie Bazell. And Stephanie was actually a part of the coalition. She was not only a part of the coalition out in Washington, D.C., uh, we went, when we went out there to meet with Congress leaders, but Stephanie actually put this together. She actually was the one who invited me to come out there. So we're going to speak with Stephanie coming up next after the break. We'll be back after these messages. And we're back on the image show, ladies and gentlemen. And with us, we have Stephanie Bazell with us. Stephanie is an attorney in New York. Uh, she was also a part of this coalition. She was a huge part in making this whole thing in Washington, D.C. happen for me. Stephanie, it's a pleasure to have you joining us with us. Uh, it's a, let, me, let me rearrange that. It's a pleasure having you on The Image Show with us on 98.3 The Vibe here in Des Moines, Iowa.
2: Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Stephanie, you know, I tell you, I could go on forever talking about uh, the experience out there in Washington, D.C., meeting with Congress leaders, uh, making changes happen. But right now, I just want you to kind of tell us there's a lot of people. They followed me on Facebook. They were able to to hear and kind of feel a little bit about what was going on as we were asking for Pell Grant restoration to be restored to those incarcerated. But can you just kind of break down the whole thing in in, and how we basically did this, uh, what it was about, what is Unlock Higher Education, and just kind of start from ground one?
2: Sure, absolutely. Well, it was an honor to have you there, and you, you brought so much energy and, and passion. It was really fantastic to, to be working with you. And uh, I don't know if we could have found another advocate like you from Iowa. So that was it was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so Unlock Higher Education is a coalition of a bunch of different organizations. Um, we're the ones in New York, College and Community Fellowship. We provide direct services to women who are uh, currently and formerly incarcerated and help them get their bachelor's degree, associate's degree. We have PhDs, all of that. Um, and in doing that work, decided we were passionate about restoring access to higher education for everyone who had a criminal conviction or uh, was currently serving time. So um, we work with other organizations like Drug Policy Alliance, um, uh, just leadership, USA, national organizations, some local organizations. And we all work together on this guys. we We talk you know about fifteen or sixteen times a day to the point where I, I feel like I talk to them more than my own family. Um, and we're we're advocating for for three main things, a Pell, which you mentioned, Pell restoration, um also banning the box that's removing uh, criminal conviction questions from uh, college applications and also getting rid of the question on the financial aid questionnaire uh, that there is for college um, asking about drug convictions. So
0: that that's, yeah. uh, that's real talk right there. And, you know, this experience was huge, major. I mean, on a scale of one to 10, it was a 20. I mean, for me, coming out of prison and getting the opportunity to be able to travel to Washington, D.C., to just act normal. I didn't have to put on a a front. I didn't have to act like somebody that I wasn't. I mean, I was able to walk into these meetings, speak with these senators and just tell my story. And you were sitting right there next to me. It was me and you uh, going in one-on-one with these senators. And, you know, you were able to kind of put the polish on things. Uh, Tell me, how effective was this and what kind of impact did we make?
2: Well, I'm, I'm hoping a, a huge one. We got a lot of really amazing feedback. I mean, the biggest thing that is part of what Unlock Higher Education does is, you know, the, the you know, I'm, I'm sure the listeners know this and you know this. There's this there's a, a misconception in the media uh, that portrays people who have been incarcerated, you know, and the best thing is to have people who are the closest to, you know, what is considered to be the problem to be part of the solution. They're the people who know what needs to be changed in terms of our criminal justice system. And when we bring out formerly incarcerated advocates who, who, you know, and, and they share their stories, I mean, people are just astonished to learn that, you know, someone can be incarcerated who can be as articulate as, for example, you are and have accomplished as much as you are. And it totally changes what their perception is of what they have, you know, thought to be a quote-unquote criminal. And and that's that's the nature of it. That's what we're looking to do. And it's for the people in the Senate and in the House, like that, that you know, it's life changing for them in terms of seeing that it's, it's changed and, you know, something that they've had expectations about their whole life and that they've been wrong about, frankly, their whole life. And so, you know, I, I hope that I hope that this much pushes the ball forward in terms of Congress actually passing uh, restoring Pell um, because, you know, it needs to happen and it needs to happen now.
0: I agree. Now, can you give our listeners out here uh, just kind of a step-by-step process of exactly what it was that we did and what it was that we went through in Washington, D.C.?
2: Absolutely. I mean, it's will not I won't. I won't uh, bore people with the incredible amount of behind-the-scenes details that there are to arranging it. Oh, I the- don't think
0: you're. I don't think you're boring me. <laughs> as I see all these lights light up uh, right now, as you begin to talk, I see the viewers tuning in to the image show. <laughs> so you just go right ahead and let loose.
2: So sure. So I mean, it starts with we we come up with a concept, and on this time, um, I thought you know I would love to do a partnership with. What we consider to be an unlikely ally. So for us, that was law enforcement leaders to reduce crime and incarceration. They are represent over 200 uh, sheriffs, district attorneys, all different levels of law enforcement. Some of them in the Department of Corrections. Um, and I thought we we really need to do a partnership with them. Um, and then we also need to bring people out and and you know kind of get get people talking because. Us, you know, me as an attorney, going into the room, telling them, "Oh, I think this is super important." That doesn't make change happen. You know, that's not that's not the issue. They want to hear from a qualitative, personal perspective why education is transformative. And so, we then choose a list of states, um, and we base them on, we prioritize them based on states that have. Um, members that are based in different committees that the law is going to pass through and for us that is the help committee on the senate side and house and education on uh the house side and um so we choose those states prioritize them and then we reach out through our networks to find people who are you know who are formerly incarcerated, who have done just tremendous work and who have some experience that pertains back to, to education. Um, and so we set up, uh, we do a lot of scheduling with the different people in the meetings. We set up a bunch of meetings and simultaneously we were setting up a briefing. So we did a joint briefing with uh, two of our uh, formerly incarcerated advocates who are both very, you know, one is now a professor and the other one is criminal justice manager at Forward Justice, and then a bunch of these law enforcement leaders, including their director, Ron Serpice, who used to be the superintendent of the New Orleans State Police. And, and basically, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's, they want the same things and it's it's powerful. Um, I mean, you were in one of those meetings where we shared the room with them Um, I think for the senators to hear, you know, wow, law enforcement is making the same arguments as as these people are. And and so, you know, we, we can't say we can't hide between behind being tough on crime because obviously we're not being tough on crime if the uh, law enforcement wants us to happen too. So,
0: that's what we try to do. You know, Stephanie, I thought that one of the the real interesting things about that whole trip was the fact that we were teamed up. So, we had ex-offenders who have changed their lives. We had uh, law enforcement and then we had attorneys. And, I mean, the continuity there I thought was just incredible. Uh, we were able to actually captivate the attention of these senators, Uh, I mean, mean, collectively. And so, for me, this was probably... Well, it was the first time that I had ever experienced, you know, this type of opportunity. And so I, I want to say thank you again for allowing me uh, the chance to be able to come out there and tell my story. And also for the experience of meeting Congress and being involved with this type of situation. I mean, uh, it's, it was life changing for me.
2: Well, I'm glad to hear that because it was, I mean, your contribution was enormous and um, and I hope you stay involved in the, in the coalition as much as possible. Uh, cause oh, there's, I a, am. there's a lot more to, there's a lot more to be done.
0: Well, great. And you know, I appreciated the invitation uh, when you told me that I was uh, now a part of this correlation. Which means <laughs> <laughs> which, which means more trips and more excitement. <laughs> absolutely. Now, it's, okay, go yeah. ahead, Stephanie.
2: No, 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 you you go ahead.
0: so what what I wanted to say now, I wanted to give uh, some of the listeners uh, kind of a chance to get the feel of, you know, what it was that we did. Behind closed doors, when we were in the meetings with the senators, with these representatives, how it went, uh, some of the questions that you asked and why and how you think uh, this ultimately is going to pan out
2: yeah no, it's that's a great question. It's you know you go into these meetings and you never know who you're going to be meeting with you You can be meeting with a uh, a legislative assistant who's like a twenty one year old who's making the decision all the way up to the actual member themselves. and you have to find a way to captivate their attention because. I personally, I used to be on the other side. I was a, a legislative director and a chief of staff um, on the state senate side, and, and I used to work for, for my governor here in, in New York. So I used to have people coming to me. And there's a sense of, you know, you got to take your shot, and you got to treat their time with respect, even though it may seem like, you know, I'm talking to you about something that's life or death and you're looking at your phone or you're doing whatever. So you got to go in there and, and, and you know, do as much as you can to get uh, to get their attention. So the absolutely the people's stories is always captivating to them, always kind of shocking to them and then asking them. You know, sort of. So, where does a member feel about this particular bill? And then also providing some intel that you're hearing, because that's that's what you can do as a service to them is to let them know uh, what the other members that you're meeting with are saying. And um, we conscientiously meet with people who are very, very conservative as well as very liberal. And you know, we sh- and they and there's no, you know, they want that. They need that. But, you know, there's this expectation that they're all speaking to each other. They're not. They get the information through us, and that's how we become an asset to them. Uh, So it's sort of twofold. It's the, you know, it's the kind of like bringing them in with the, the personal story and then, you know, providing them with, hey, here's what we know, and this is how, you know, if if this comes up we anticipate that you'll need to respond in the following manner and it lays it out for them because they're busy people they're you know their portfolios are huge they're working on a, an extraordinary number of issues and we can feel like our issue is the most important because it is but you know i at the end of the day you know they've got about you know 60 bills or something that they're looking at and you've got to have a reason why they have that on the top of their desk and the first thing that they are thinking about in the morning and when they go to
0: sleep at night. Ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who have just tuned in, you're locked and loaded into the Image program and the Image show. And we've got Stephanie Bazell with us. Stephanie is an attorney out of New York who actually gave me the invitation to come out to Washington, D.C. and be a part of this coalition. Stephanie, it has been such a pleasure to have you on the Image show. You just don't know. Uh, what we went through <laughs> there on the 16th through the 18th of September. I mean, it really was mind bog- I mean, it just not mind boggling. It was it blew my mind uh, to actually meet face to face and see how this stuff is ran, to be able to go into the state's capital, uh, to be able to go into the to the House, the building of the, uh, you know, the Senate. And I mean, this stuff was just and it was nonstop action.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, you go into the, for some reason, people feel like these buildings are going to be fortresses. You go in, it has pretty low level security. It's definitely less than an airport. And you just walk into the office and you can walk into any, you know, any person can walk into, particularly if they're, it's their constituent, they're entitled to walk into that office and ask to speak to the senator or the representative. So it's really, from a grassroots perspective, it's about just like pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and making sure that um, people care about the issue. And the biggest way that people can do that is if they can call their own legislature. And you you can do that. You can pick up the phone. You can call. And I can tell you from working in an office, those calls matter. Those emails to your legislator matter. And they, they can change a person's vote. And they can make it so that a bill becomes law. And that people should feel empowered to participate as much as possible in in this process.
0: This is great. You know, I think, Stephanie, the further that you get away from Washington, D.C., like I'm in Iowa and growing up, I don't think most of us were even aware that you could actually uh, have this type of direct communication uh, with senators and with some of these Congress leaders. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, most of this has been kind of hidden, pushed under the rug. Uh, and to open this up like this, I, I just, on the image show, I think is, is just huge.
2: No, I agree. And I think people don't realize, um, people don't even know the power that they have, you know, and the, in the persist- you know, the people that that actually end up making change are the ones who call, over and over and send those emails get their friends to send emails get you know get everyone on board that you know to call in and say um hi you know i'm a constituent of yours i elected you into office and i demand that uh pell be restored for all people who are incarcerated just as it was from 1972 to 1992 and it worked it has a million benefits and um and you know it's very easy too to find out who your representative is a lot of people don't necessarily know you don't sometimes you don't see them there's if you just google like who is my representative and you type in your zip code to a bunch of different free websites it'll show you um who that person is and and you can you know just from the from the comfort of your own home you can make a significant significant difference
0: great well listen stephanie we're going to go to our next guest uh, from Washington DC from the Washington D.C. trip, uh, and her name is Fanta. We're going to speak oh, with great. Fanta, and so yeah, I spoke with her uh, a couple days ago, and so she is going to be ready to come up next on the show. And I appreciate everything, every word. That you've articulated on the image show this morning. It was very, very helpful and it was uh, very inspiring.
2: Well, thank you. And it's a, it, I've never been to Iowa, but I look now, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to make it there sometime. <laughs> okay. um, and I hope everyone in Iowa has a has a wonderful day.
0: <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks a lot. Now, is there a website uh, in case anyone would like to learn more about Unlock Higher Education and kind of the work that you do? Maybe they want to uh, contact you for whatever reason. Uh, do you? Of have- course. Oh.
2: Yeah, yeah. They absolutely. Um, so. My, our website is, the best way is to go through our website. We're working on an Unlock Higher Ed fancy website, but it's it's in production. So the best is to go to collegeandcommunity.org. And also you can reach me directly at, uh, I have an, uh, a name that people find very hard to both say and spell, though you have always said it correctly, which I appreciate. And it's s Bazell B as in boy, A Z. E-L-L at collegeandcommunity.org. And if you email me, I am happy to email you back with every piece of information. Uh, The more people we can get in Iowa to be pushing the Iowa representatives who really are, you know, have the potential to kind of change the game in terms of this, the better. So Iowa, I appreciate Iowa, yeah. Iowa.
0: See, and you hear that, you know, when the presidential elections and stuff like that come up, but we don't realize as a people how much difference, how much of a difference that we can actually make uh, as citizens, you know, not absolutely se- yeah, not senators, but citizens.
2: Yes. And it's not. You know, and no, it's not just casting your vote. It does not end there. You can, you can, every single day you can be working towards making something happen that you believe in. And, and yes, you are, you, you nailed it when you said it seems like a very inaccessible place and they, it does. And, you know, I'm sure there's been some, there's some purpose to making it seem that way, but it's not. They, and persistence pays off. It's not money. It's, it's persistence and, and as many grassroots people as possible.
0: Okay, well, hey, we're going to go to Fanta. Now, how do I pronounce Fanta's last name? Is it Hales or, or Halls?
2: I believe it's Hales. Hales, okay. <laughs> Unless, I've been saying it wrong this whole time, but I think it's Hales.
0: <laughs> well, I tell you, that was so much fun out there in Washington, D.C. Our group, we had an all-star group, by the way. You know, our, our We co- really did. We did. Really did. We really did. And so, ladies and gentlemen, coming up next, we are going to speak with Fanta Hales And Fanta was a formerly incarcerated who has gotten out and she has changed her life. She was with the coalition on the Washington, D.C. trip, and she's got a wonderful story. We're going to speak with her coming up next after these messages. We'll be back on The Image Show. And we're back on The Image Show, ladies and gentlemen. And it looks like uh, I told you that we were going to have Fanta... Come up next, Fanta Hales. Uh, She is uh, one of the former former incarcerated out of New York, and she's got a wonderful story, but uh, we are unable to reach her, unfortunately, so we'll try to contact her again and have her uh, on the show another time, but for those of you out there listening, I want to tell you, for those of you who prayed for me for this event, this Washington, D.C. trip, I want to tell you, thank you so much. God moved the mountain, and this was a life-changing experience. Uh, Anytime that you can just be yourself in a situation, and I want to encourage everyone out there who is pursuing uh, some type of opportunity. If you are in a situation where you have to Try to act like or be somebody that you're not or portray somebody else. I would encourage you that anytime you can just be yourself, you're in the position of winning. Uh, This was the situation that I was in in D.C. I didn't have to go out there and try to act like a congressman. I didn't try to act like uh, I was some smart person, like I knew everything. I just went out there and told my story. I was able to be myself. And I thought that if they liked it, great. If not, you know, hey, everyone else uh, seems to like it. So and sure enough, uh, you know, I went into the story of how I grew up. As a Des Moines native, played basketball in college. Uh, went to college without a, a understanding or a purpose of really knowing what I was going to college for, other than playing basketball. And ultimately, got out and reverted uh, into the streets of selling drugs, and uh, had to pay the consequence going to prison. And. Uh, During that time of prison, uh, I decided to change my life for the good. I knew that this was definitely a place that I didn't want to spend any more time in, or the rest of my life in, or coming back in and out of, and so uh, I was able to gravitate toward my passion, which was helping people. And that's when I started the IMAGE program, and again, IMAGE stands for Inmate Movement Against Gang Evolution. And if we have any listeners or viewers out there who are looking to get involved with the image program, feel free to send me an email at rpate.image at gmail.com. And I would be glad to, to talk with you. Uh, if you're looking for counseling, if you're looking for consulting, inspirational speakers, uh, that is also what I do. So, again, hit me up at rpate.image at gmail.com. Uh, for those of you out there who are looking to get involved with uh, advocacy and uh, you're looking to change, to make a change in your community, You know, give me a call. We can talk about anything that I can do to help. Uh, if you're looking for jobs, if you're looking for uh, opportunities, resumes, programs, uh, dealing with finance. I mean, of course, most people who know me know that I am employed through the Evelyn K. Davis Center for Working Families. And at the Evelyn K. Davis Center, we offer all, All of that. uh, All of that and then some. So, you know, I encourage you to to get involved. You know, this is all about changing your life. Uh, It's all about becoming a good parent. It's All about becoming a good student. And so uh, we just want to help. We want to change things. And, you know, this Washington, D.C. trip was just life changing. I mean, going in, meeting with these congressmen, you know, meeting with these senators. And being able to talk to them and tell them my story and to be able to get the feedback and, and the responses that they were able to to comment on. I mean, they were talking about funding, you know, the image program, federal funding, you know. I mean, these are conversations that I have not yet had. And so, you know, I felt like it was just next level game changing uh, type of uh, conversation. So, So moving past that, uh, other than that, I want to make sure that those of you who are looking for a job, you heard Terrence Cheeks speak about the career fair coming up at the Evelyn K. Davis Center, 1171 7th Street, Wednesday, September 25th. That's this Wednesday. Those of you that are laying on the couch talking about a job, those of you who have a son or a daughter that's just laying around all day talking about how they need to get a job, get them over to the career fair. Uh, Right now, you know, Monday morning, get them into the Evelyn K. Davis Center. Uh, If they don't have a resume, we can help them get a resume. If they don't have clothes, we can get them the proper clothing attire. So we want to make sure that you get on this, that you get started right away. We want to make sure that you're prepared for this career fair. We want to see people productive in society, working. You know, poverty is of the devil. And we want to make sure that you're... uh, you have at least the opportunity. So if you're in a poverty position, we want to make sure that that was because it was your choice, you know, not because you had to be, or because you felt like you had to be. Ladies and gentlemen, from the Image Show, I want to say thank you so much for making my dream come true. Uh, Thank you uh, so much for for listening in and and all the help that you guys give. We want to make the world move in a positive direction. We want to make sure that those that are hurting and struggling, we come together, lift them up. Whatever it is that they need, we're able to help and assist. Obviously, we're not always able to afford a lot of things financially, but there are other things and means that uh, a person can do to help a person, uh, even financially. It may be uh, telling them about somebody, telling them about a job. It may be telling them about a, a situation that they can get through to help them. So, so ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is Robert Pate again, live on The Image Show. And uh, for those of you out there who are in need of jobs, you know where to go this Wednesday, September 25th. Starting at 10 o'clock a.m. until 2 o'clock p.m. It's the Evelyn K. Davis Center, a career fair, a major career fair jumping off. And we want them to see your face in the place. We've got everything you need to be successful. So on behalf of the Image Show, I would like to say thank you for tuning in this morning. And it's time to go. We want to wish you a safe week, a blessed week, and a productive week.